Welcome to the Daily Dad Podcast, where we provide one lesson every single day to help you with your most important job, being a parent. I'm Ryan Holiday, and I draw these lessons from ancient philosophy, modern psychology, practical wisdom, and insights from parents just like you all over the world. Thank you for listening, and we hope this helps. I'm wearing my favorite workout gear from 10,000. I was introduced to 10,000 from my friend Rich Roll, and I think they're just the best workout gear there is. I love their stuff. I like their interval short and their versatile shirt. The interval short, it's, it's also their most popular. It's their most versatile. It's for gym days, uh, riding a Peloton, short runs, uh, weightlifting, backyard workouts, Usually I like to jump in the pool after I work out. There's odor protection, there's no bounce pockets, it's breathable, there's a lightweight fabric shell, there's a no bounce phone pocket and an optional liner. Uh, I, I like them with the liner uh, more than not. And the Versatile Shirt is the perfect workout shirt. It's lightweight, breathable, durable. They've got gear for all different types of training from running to Olympic lifting to boxing. You can find the right gear for all the ways that you train think you should check out 10,000 right now. 10,000 is offering Daily Dad listeners 15% off your first purchase. Go to 10,000.cc and enter code Daily Dad to receive 15% off your purchase. That is 10,000.cc, enter code Daily Dad. Hey, it's Ryan. Welcome to another weekend episode of the Daily Dad podcast. I was raving over at Daily Stoic about uh, Matthew Crawford, who wrote this fantastic book, Shop Class is Soulcraft which I think is a book that all parents need to read uh, to understand how we, in this digital world, teach our kids the importance of doing things with their hands and uh, a love of craft and manual labor for, for its own sake. Uh, and when I was talking to Matthew, who, who also has children, I wanted to talk about some parenting things. And so in today's episode, I'm gonna bring you some thoughts on parenting. Uh, part of my parenting conversation with the one and only Matthew Crawford. Matthew is an American writer. Uh, he's a research fellow at the University of Virginia. He has a PhD in political philosophy from the University of Chicago. Uh, but his classic book, Shop Class at Soulcraft, was a massive bestseller and I think has a lot to teach us. And that's why I'm excited to bring that interview to you. I don't stock Shop Class at Soulcraft in the parenting section of The Painted Porch, but I might as well. And that's why I recommend the book to all of you. Do check it out and enjoy my interview with Matthew Crawford. Let me ask you, I didn't know you had kids. Is that was something I was thinking about in the book? Like, I know you talk about people will go like, well, I don't change my own oil because my my time is too valuable, right? And and so they, they sort of rationalize not doing these things because the opportunity costs. I definitely get that. I, I, I have some fond memories of like just fixing fences on my ranch and I was talking to my wife about them a while ago, and she was like, you know what I was doing while you were doing that? Uh, I was taking care of our infant, you know? Um, her point being that, like, I was sort of indulging myself, you know, fixing this stuff, getting back to the land, doing this task. But it's not just that there's an opportunity cost to it. There's almost kind of a selfishness to it in a, in a life where we only have so much time. So how, how do you think about that? Well... Opportunity cost is very real, and you can't learn to do everything and get good at it such that you could do it in a reasonable amount of time. So, yeah, you have to pick your battles. Um, I guess the 
sort of extreme on the other side would be um, an ideal of complete uninvolvement, which, um, you know, if you can sort of outsource every uh, skilled activity to some technology or to some, you know, guest worker, uh, then I guess that facilitates, right. I mean, it's a kind of this image of freedom, but underneath the freedom is, I think a a sort of lack of self-awareness of your dependence on, on others really. Um, now, of course, the fantasy of total self-reliance is just that, it's a fantasy. So you can, yes, you can try to do everything for yourself, but, you know, the metal of those tools was smelted in some foundry and there were miners who dug it out of the earth. So again, you have to kind of widen your field of view to take in your, we are dependent uh, creatures. Uh, there was a very good book called Dependent Rational Animals by Alistair McIntyre. Well, and, and it's probably not honest, right? So we tell ourselves, oh, I don't mow my own lawn because I don't have the time. Uh, and then it's like, but did the 30 minutes you saved, did you spend that with your kids or did you spend that on your phone? Like, what, what are you, where are you actually spending the time that you're saving? Are you spending it being present? Are you spending it being available? Or are you spending it on more, you know, digital work or more knowledge work? And that probably, if we're being honest, that's where the vast majority of the the time saving goes. Yeah, and I think we're afflicted with a bad conscience about that, a sort of time guilt, because uh, we we fuck off so much, right? All of yes. us. Um, whether it's on the internet. I mean, people used to complain about novel reading as this kind of feminized, soft waste of a, of a life. Um, now, I think the digital stuff is categorically different because it's designed to maximize time on device, right? The engagement algorithms. I mean, it's, it's addictive by design. So that, it gets, that gets a little sinister. So how have you thought about teaching your kids about some of these ideas as far as sort of getting their hands dirty, uh, shop classes, soul craft? How, how do you, I get how you write about it in a book for adults. How do you, how do you teach it to a, an eight-year-old? I think just by example, um, you know, just, you know, something breaks and, the, hey, look at this. I've got some tools here. We can take this thing apart and see what's going on. And, you know, there's not... It's not by argument, by just, but just by, I guess, modeling a, a presumption that the world is intelligible. The things we depend on can be understood if we take the effort and if we take it apart. And um, I mean, just just yesterday, so my my wife had taken our her car up in the mountains with with chains on the tires and the, the chains came loose and took out the wheel speed sensors and a brake line um anyway she got it towed uh the dealer wanted thirteen hundred dollars to get it back on the road and i fixed it with seventy five dollars worth of parts you know and it, it took about a day but i i sort of i told my daughter look 
if you have tools, that's the best investment you can make. No, that's interesting. And, and I think also like the internet, is, these digital devices, they are also a tool, right? So you can use YouTube to fuck off all day and watch nonsense. There's also, I, I, this kid works for me. He does like sort of handyman tasks uh, with all my different projects. And uh, he doesn't know how to do anything, but he teaches himself how to do it from YouTube videos. I'm like, hey, can you fix this yeah. thing? Or, hey, I want you to build this for me. You know, he doesn't have any formal training in these things, but he has the tool, which is his phone, that is, uh, you know, uh, an infinitely vast library of instructions on how to do stuff. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of, of YouTube instructional videos. Um, and, you know, in addition to, to YouTube, you have these technical forums that grow up devoted to some very particular thing. So I'm an air-cooled Volkswagen enthusiast. I'm just finishing a, a car I've spent 10 years building. And you go on these forums and, you know, people are going really deep into stuff. And they're also pushing the state of the art. I mean, we're getting 10 times the horsepower out of these engines that they were designed to make. And that's, it's a kind of folk engineering, as I call it, where it's, you know, because of this community sharing knowledge and sort of pushing each other further competitively out of a kind of, well, it's that spirit of play, really. Um, you know, it's the honor, I guess, of, of, of reaching certain whatever horsepower numbers or something. But it's the, the end result is a, just an extraordinary progress in knowledge. And these communities, one thing I like about them is they cultivate a deep cognitive ownership of your car, um, like all the way down, that stands in real contrast to the passivity and dependence of consumer culture. If you want to improve your relationship with your kids, one of the best ways you can do that is by improving your most important relationship, which is your relationship with yourself. Whether it's body issues, whether it's eating issues, whether it's childhood traumas from early in life, whether it's a work addiction, a drug addiction, uh, whether it's uh, how you see yourself and that affects how you act in your marriage, right? Dealing with your own issues will make you a better parent. And I think the best way to do that is with therapy. BetterHelp Online Therapy, the sponsor of today's podcast, wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship, the one you have with yourself. BetterHelp Online Therapy offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't even have to see anyone on camera. Definitely don't have to see anyone in person if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and, and can be matched, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. Daily Dad listeners will get 10% off their first month. BetterHelp.com slash Daily Dad. That's BetterHelp.com slash Daily Dad. Getting mail is usually fun, although a lot of it's junk. That's why I love when a box of awesome shows up in our mailbox from Bespoke Post. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. They sent me an indoor fire pit. They've sent me cool like uh, glasses. They sent me this cool camping gear. I got this cool knife that I used when I went hunting earlier this year. Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. You take this quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers help them pick the right box of awesome for you. 
and they release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up. You can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box only costs 45 bucks, but it's got double that worth of gear inside. Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting a small business, and 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. But you can get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter code DAILYDAD at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. Enter code DAILYDAD for 20% off your first box. It's, it's also humbling. I, I get this experience reading books too. There's a James Baldwin quote where he says, you know, you think your pain is so special and unique and then you read, you know, you realize like, hey, other people are going through it. I, I always find it hilarious. Your car is doing something weird or, you know, this your, your house is making some weird noise or whatever it is and you Google it. And it's like, not just one person has had this exact problem, but thousands of people have had the exact problem in the exact same way. And uh, by the way, here is the three-step solution to that thing. Yeah, it makes you, you go from feeling totally alone and miserable to, yeah, you sort of, oh, there's there's a whole, there's a whole bunch of people out there going through the same thing. Yes, yes. We're all very separate dealing with the exact same problems. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and Google unites us. Yeah, that is a nice moment. I hadn't thought about that. Where you, you feel, I don't know, it's sort of, you feel almost a friendship with these people. Uh, yes. Total strangers, simply because you're dealing with the same technical challenge and diagnostic obscurities and scratching your head and beating your head against the wall and Here's some people helping out others. It's great. Yeah. And I, I think it's like, it's an important reminder to be like, this is also true for pretty much every other emotional or physical issue too. It's not just people who both have uh, all wheel drive Audis that are, uh, that are, de- that are dealing with, with the same problems. It's also people who have been dumped or cheated on or mugged or, you know, any of the terrible things that happen in life people are quietly struggling with that too. Mm-hmm. And if we would talk about it or we would ask for help in the way that Googling is effectively asking for help, we'd, we'd be able to help each other too. Yeah. And that experience of community has become, you know, is, is I think is fairly elusive in real life. Yes. Uh, so we seek it out online that the facilities for, well, that's not the right word. The occasions for, um, working together with other people are diminished. You know, there was this famous book you probably heard about bowling alone that documented the sort of atrophy of voluntary associations, you know, things like volunteer fire fighting crews and, you know, trade unions and mutual aid societies. And of course, church um, congregations. So we're, we tend to be quite isolated uh, you know, each person in his in his house with his family and a TV or an internet connection. So that can be very sort of atomizing and isolating. Yeah, no, it, facilities actually probably is the right word, right? Because, you know, in a pri- previous life, you'd be asking that question at the VWF hall or mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. the athletic club that you belong to or, or you know, the bowling alley, as you said, uh, those, those obviously those connections can't happen at scale at the same way in some sort of local association, uh, some sort of union membership or whatever. But there did used to be 
those physical locations. And I, I mean, especially in California is where I grew up is like some of those buildings that those clubs or, you know, those, um, those Mason halls are like incredible, right? Or the, 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 those, those old buildings that people would, would had to build so they could have a place to go together. You know, uh, it's far more meaningful and will have far more longevity than whatever group you, you set up on Facebook. One thing I, I really missed from the beginning of the pandemic was my bar. You know, um, at pub, right? You know, you'd see the same people every every day, five o'clock, and yeah. um, there's something about just the embodied presence. You know, sort of seeing regularly the same people, and they're not people you would have chosen, right? It's just sure. some random collection based on proximity. You know, we live in the same neighborhood, and so it's an unchosen association. And, but you, but there's a serendipity to that. Yeah, exactly. Serendipity is, a, I like that word. It's, uh, yeah, sort of, you just sort of throwing yourself into the world and exposing yourself to a kind of chance. Um, uh, you know, the, just the, the vagaries of whatever happens to be near you. No, I love that. I mean, even the fact that we're having to record this remotely instead of the same room, there's something, there is something lost in, in the atomization of, uh, of how we do this stuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So it's both. It's a, it's a kind of, it's all very mediated and, um, kind of distant, but then the, of course the scale and the, this kind of infinite, you know, you can connect to just about anybody, but I, I think also exploding that horizon of you know what is possible and what is therefore relevant to me comes with a cost because anything um, sort of merely local and contingent and just happens to be here where I am maybe starts to look um, less appealing simply because I haven't chosen it. So we get into this mentality of, of choosing and, you know, you're always wondering what could I have chosen that would be better because it's so infinite. No, uh, what's that that word? Uh, affluenza. You have the, mm. the the disease of abundance, right? The disease of choice. This is true on dating apps. It's true right. on Zillow. You know, because you can see an infinite amount of better things, yeah. it makes it very hard to be content with what you have. Yeah. So. Well, uh, this was amazing. I love the stuff and, uh, I'm so glad we got to connect. And I think this is a, uh, perennial, uh, amazing book, which as I'm flipping through, I can, uh, talk about physical. I can see the food that I, I, I must've been eating some rice when I read this book, uh, 10, <laughs> 10 or so years ago. Uh, but, but I loved it and it was, uh, it was an honor to talk. Yeah. Well, it was a real pleasure talking with you, Ryan. Hey, you're listening to the Daily Dad Podcast, one meditation a day inspired to help you do your most important job, which is be a great father. These are meditations inspired by ancient wisdom, psychological research, and just great strategies from normal dads just like you. Thanks for listening.